Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench, and you are listening uh, to Season 2, Episode 34, as we uh, move toward October. And uh, tonight is uh, this podcast will be Aaron and I. Uh, Scott is off right now. We're recording on a Sunday evening, and his daughter is playing championship soccer right now. So he is being a soccer dad, cheering on. I just have this vision of him in a Will Ferrell sweatsuit with tiger stripes and, <laughs> you know, just really pacing the sidelines. But that's just me. That's just my perception of Scott as a soccer match. Now, now see, I'm, I'm envisioning Jarvis pacing. I'll go with the pacing part. But I think he's probably going to say they were going to start sometime around six. So they're – nearing the end of the first half here. I'm thinking he said, call it both ways three times by now. That's the overall, I'm taking the over or the under? Um, I'm going to take the under, because I think he's still got the AD hat on. Uh, come on, parent blinders are on, you know it. All right, well, we will, uh, we will ask that question when he check comes back on next week. We'll check in on him. Yeah, so. We should do a, we should do a BTB Twitter poll. Is, is Scott Jarvis, the, the, is he the closet, one of those parents or not? <laughs> oh, incognito Scott. That's uh, always a good one. Well, hey, um, man, 
We are a week gone already from our joint podcast last week with the uh, off-duty ADs and uh, the globetrotting ADs. That was a lot of fun uh, talking with them last week. That was a good time. I, it just was really I sitting there looking at the screen as we were Zoom, you know, doing a Zoom meeting with those guys, and just you're thinking about the different time zones we're all in and and the different scenarios that we're all in uh, would be in international ADs versus you know, ADs across the country, but we're talking about the same stuff. And, yeah. and we talk about that on the show when we talk to other ADs, it doesn't matter what your area code is, your zip code is, or your international code is, being an AD is being an AD and it's the same stuff uh, you have to deal with and manage and, and, and try to work to, to get the best out of folks no matter where you're at. So that's a good conversation. Good time. Well, and this week, um, I'm excited, we have uh, one of our counselors, at Green County, Kyle Kinney is with us uh, on this podcast. We're going to talk about some mental health stuff and uh, just kind of navigating through all this. And Kyle is always has a level head. I want to say that uh, up front, um, and just always has some good insights. And I know he'll have that for our listeners and for us um, on this podcast as well. So, Kyle, welcome uh, to you, and thank you for joining Beyond the Bench. If you, Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. Um, Kyle, just, if you can, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell our listeners about yourself, uh, kind of your path to where you are right now. Um, and uh, just just tell us a little bit about Kyle Kenny. Okay. Um, you know, as Todd said, I'm, I'm a counselor. I'm a little bit different. Well, <laughs> many different ways, <laughs> but I'm a little bit different than your typical school, school counselor. Um, I'm a licensed mental health counselor. Um, I'm also a licensed school counselor and a nationally certified counselor. Um, so my path, um, and, and I'll go back a little bit farther, but my path is mostly coming from the mental health side um, into the school. So uh, my usual um, daily um, schedule, well, it's first off, it's always different every day, um, but it's usually dealing with the issues, um, whether it be depression, anxiety, um, and academic uh, difficulties and stuff like that. So a little bit different than a um, I think what most people would say is school counselor, uh, the ones that are doing scheduling and, and maybe teaching classes. So a little bit different. I guess my path, um, you know, as Todd said, I'm, I'm Green County. Um, I was born in the hospital in Jefferson uh, 43 years ago. Um, I think if I maybe, oh, I'm not going to run there, but I think if I drove my car, I think I'm about three miles from there um, right now. So I didn't get very far. Um, I, uh, I have four siblings, um, come from a very athletic family. Uh, my dad played uh, basketball back in the 60s for a small college uh, for a couple of years. Uh, my mom was not athletic. Uh, she's been gone for uh, 12 years. I just heard a, um, last week, just heard another story about her, which is always fun to hear about your parents. But um, it, it made me think about this, that she um, she was not athletic, and she went up to her um, high school basketball coach and said, hey, I wish I was as good as my sister. And the basketball coach says, I wish you were too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of those kind of funny things that, um, you know, so she, she says she's never, never, never good. So um, but all of us siblings, you know, we, we come up, you know, in the um, late 80s um, into the, you know, 2000s, um, just the type of family that we played everything. Um, you know, I, I played uh, football and right into basketball. Um, junior high was track, high school was golf, and then right into baseball. 
um, maybe a week off, and then right back into football. Um, not much weightlifting, um, not much shooting baskets, but you know, you just did, you just, you were playing sport all the time. Um, not many traveling teams, and there was some few, few ones, but just kind of like a throwback. And I, I, my sister did it, or my both my sisters did it, and my brother did it. So um, I look back at you know how tough it is, and just thinking about what my parents did. Um, my mom had a calendar with they had to divide up. Um, they never could go to a game together because um, there was always games. Um, multiple games every night, um, so they have split all split away. So, um, but grew up in that, you know, in Jefferson. Uh, went to Grandview College, now it's University down there in Des Moines. Um, played some ba- baseball. Um, had some injuries during high school um, and lost. I had surgery in my shoulder, lost all my power. Um, <laughs> I guess the Yankees weren't going to call me, um, so I gave it up <laughs> after about a year um, and decided I'd better focus on my academics. Um, you know, one of those things, if there's anybody out there listening, um, you don't need an overweight first baseman that hits for average. Um, so <laughs> I learned, um, I learned so when you lose the power and yeah, um, you have wheels like I have, um, you're not going to go very far. Oh, Kyle, but, Kyle don't, oh, don't, that? Sell don't sell yourself short there. That is a highly <laughs> undervalued role on a baseball team. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it was you know, a great view back then, and, and uh, Coach Lou, um, you know, our varsity uh, beat Iowa, Iowa State, and you and I, you know, my, my freshman year. I mean, they're a great team. Uh, had some wonderful kids. So, but, you know, just one of those things that I think every um, – none of us get to play, unless you're a golfer maybe, uh, none of us get to play forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I – before I was kind of prepping for this um, – this podcast, I started thinking about, you know, my siblings and when they, cause we all had different times. I had, uh, you know, a sister that played D one basketball, um, and, and did really well all American her, her senior year at a sister that, you know, I think it was an all American ju- uh, Juco, um, and a brother that, um, decided it just wasn't for him in college. So, um, I think we all four of us left it on our terms, um, so, which is kind of cool, you know, there's no, I guess, no regrets with that. Yes. So, um, so yeah, just became from that. So undergraduate in human behavior, um, still didn't know what I really wanted to do. Um, when worked at a, um, treatment facility, um, and then decided I wanted to be a counselor. Um, I thought I wanted to anyways. Um, and so I went out to Montana, uh, for grad school, um, went for about a year. My mom got sick from cancer, decided I better move back to Green County during her last couple of years. Um, so we moved back here and, um, you know, I guess jobs that I've had here, um, worked at a mental health center, worked as a, um, on call for an ER, um, de- determining whether somebody needed to be hospitalized or not, went into private practice and then eventually into the school system. I think I've been there for 16 or 17 years. So been there for quite a while. So that's kind of my path, I guess, um, to get to where I am now. Yeah, I know, uh, and you kind of float between buildings too, correct? Um, between our buildings, I, I do. I do. Uh, yeah. Yep. I, I learned. Uh, um, I spent most of my time at the high school. Um, you know, I, I both this. You know, I know this week I got over to the middle school. Um, introduced myself to a kid over there um, who's struggling, um, and then I go to elementary too. So. Um, one of the best things about my job is it, it doesn't matter how much I plan 
um, every day is, is never, I've never had a day go the way it's supposed to be planned. I just, um, a good day is when I leave the building with less things on my to-do list than I started with. Um, and those don't happen very often. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Kyle, I do want you to mention, cause, cause our, uh, obviously we're AD sports related, but just kind of mention, uh, you know, Christy, uh, your nephew and where he's at right now. Right. So, um, yeah, um, my sister's Christy, older sister, um, completely different path, but she went down to Drake. She was a, um, all American down there. Um, did really, really well. Um, married. And I think a lot of people that know sports, um, Jonathan Hayes, who played, um, football for the Hawkeyes and then 10 years with, uh, the chiefs and then three years with the Steelers. He's from Pittsburgh. So be able to go home. Um, didn't meet really through sports, but met each other down in Kansas city when my sister was doing some physical training, um, down there, um, and kind of hit it off and, um, kind of a neat story, you know, on itself that my sister had ovarian cancer. Um, she got back from, uh, the NCAA tournament and had some unbelievable pain, uh, went into the doctor, um, they looked, did some x-rays and stuff and found out that she had a cyst and it was cancer. Um, doctor wanted to take both ovaries. Uh, my mom again. Um, was a nurse said, hey, let's get a second opinion. Um, so they thought, figured out maybe they could just get by with taking one of them. Took one of them and luckily um, ended up having four kids mm. um, out of that, so which was which is awesome. Um, and the oldest one is Jack. Um, he's a, well, he's not, not anymore. He's not a rookie anymore um, for the New, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. So, and again, the neat story with a kid that, um, I don't know how often this ever happens, but he never even started a game in, in high school uh, before getting offers from Texas and um, Kentucky and Indiana. I mean, just all these different teams. So I don't know how often that had ever happened before, but um, hasn't been playing. I mean, he's been playing basketball of his life, but not huge AU circuits all over. Um, so, yeah, so he's, he's doing that. And then their next kid is just started at um, university of Cincinnati playing basketball. And she's, she's a great one too. A great, both are great kids. And then they got two more at home and, um, Jonathan, you know, with the whole COVID thing was with the, uh, battle Hawks, um, in St. Louis was their head coach with Chuck Long and his brother. So I think he's being Mr. Mom right now. My sister's got a job and, um, kind of a little bit of a role reversal for the first time in their married life. So, um, I hope that they're, they're I, I, I know I talked to Christy right before I came on here. I think they're doing really pretty good with it. Um, you know, just kind of the theme of even with us talking as far as um, you kind of roll with the punches, you know, and um, I think she said it best when she sat there and said, you know, he understands me a little bit better and all those things that I did over those years. And I understand him a little bit better now, you know, working outside the house, all the, you know, like he did all these years. So. Very good. Thank you. Well, we're going to let Kyle take uh, just a small break, uh, get his breath before we hit him with the questions. And uh, we're going to pay a few bills and talk about our sponsors. First up, let's talk about hometown ticketing. Are you an AD interested in saving time and making your job a little less stressful? Uh, amen to that. Yeah. Are you looking for ways to improve your fan experience at games? We suggest here at BTB that you take a look at hometown ticketing. They provide schools with everything needed to offer a professional level online ticketing at absolutely no cost to your school or athletic program. Hometown integrates industry-leading technology directly into your existing school or athletic website. 
providing your fans with a simple and easy ticket-buying experience that takes place directly on your website without the need to create an account, remember a password, or download an app. From individual game tickets to customized season pass programs, our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire ticketing platform for your athletic program, and the best part is it doesn't cost your school or athletic program anything to get started. So visit those guys at hashtag ownyourticketing with Hometown Ticketing, the official ticketing partner of VNN Sports. Go ahead and head to www.hometownticketing.com to enroll your school today. Again, they're just great supporters of us, great supporters of high school uh, athletic programs, especially in this time that we're all looking for uh, not just easier ways to ticket, but smarter ways to, to sell our tickets and protect everybody involved. So thanks to those guys for being on board with BTB. Well, I'll tell you, we are uh, three games in. We've used it for our varsity football, and we've hosted three weeks in a row. And, boy, our ticket takers love it, too. I mean, they they just have it on their phone, and um, that's all we've sold to our visitors is uh, digital tickets. And, boy, it, they're in there so fast. And uh, we've got money in our account on Monday. By Monday morning, it's been deposited. Nice. Um, so – Really seamless. Um, it's really been, really been, really slick, and so been really happy with them, and really happy that they're supporting us. And uh, if you're looking for an online ticketing source, uh, give them a call because great customer service and do a great job with their product as well. Also, uh, let's talk about Gipper. If you want your athletic program to stand out on social media, we all do right now. You can do so with Gipper. Using Gipper, you can create and share professional sports graphics to social media in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience. So try Gipper out for free at gogipper.com backslash athletics. And Gipper is now in the podcast arena as well. You can listen to them by searching for Standout, hosted by Matthew Glick. And I believe maybe their next show features one of our guys, Scott Jarvis, talking really? about media. Uh, Scott does know a thing or two about social media and marketing, uh, <laughs> just a tad. So I think he's going to be uh, maybe doing a webinar with him, I think is what he's going to do. But That's cool. Uh, yeah, so Scott's going to be uh, with Gipper uh, doing some stuff for that. And they just continue to keep adding and adding templates uh, every time you open that up. And they are kind of got them organized differently now. Yeah. Just yeah. really, I, I like the way they're um, – it's really looking. It's kind of neat to see them evolve because, you know, when we first, when I first started using them about a year ago or uh, eight, 10 months ago, I guess it was, um, you know, just kind of pretty basic, but boy, you just see them every week. It seems like something new looks, it looks a lot different adding templates. I really appreciate what they do as well. Yeah. It's uh, kind of fun to play the two and, you know, they've got them designed a certain way, but then, you know, a different scenario comes up for you and you start to fish through the templates, but they're just really great to work with and manage and, and, and morph into whatever you need uh, to, you know, need that uh, template to become. So it's very e user-friendly, uh, even for a couple of knuckleheads like Todd and myself to, to yeah, figure those out. Sure. I'm sorry, Todd, can I say that? You know, when they retweet something too, you kind of see it. I like the way they did that. So I'm, I'm copying what other schools are doing as well. It's kind of fun to see yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then also thanks to our, our sponsor, Varsity Bound, Varsity Bound HQ. Um, again, uh, we've we talked about the COVID screening template that they've 
they developed in the summer and, and continue to use that as well. And then now, I mean, we, we're doing just digital programs. We are not doing any paper programs at all. We, we put out the QR code uh, for people to use during the day uh, for football and then have it posted at our gates. So people, if they have a QR code reader, can download the program and information right there. So we're really uh, using their website, uh, putting articles out, things like that. And again, I think that they're just changing all the time too, constantly adding things. So thank you to Varsity Bound and all their crew over there um, for being a sponsor and all they're doing for high school sports, specifically in Iowa. Well, hey, how about a little what's up, what's down today? Um, I'm going to lead off, and uh, then we're going to we're going to go with uh, Aaron and Kyle's going to hit cleanup because we do need a first baseman who can hit for average. But I think you can hit for power on this one, Kyle. So uh, you're going to be in the three hole uh, today, and uh, so we're going to do that. So oh, what's up, Kyle? Poor Kyle, though, going after the two of us, there'll be nobody on base for him to, to, to knock in. Well, yeah. No pressure, <laughs> see? No pressure. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm All just right. trying to keep so, the inning going. And uh, so that's so We're going up first. Is that right? We'll go up first. Okay. All right. So what's up for me? Um, man, the weekend. This Saturday felt great. Um, I did a brisket. Um, I didn't. You know, we drove up uh, to the lake after the game on Friday, which I'm, I'm fine doing. You know, I get there about 1230. And I immediately, um, Deb graciously unloaded the truck and got all our stuff in, which wasn't much, but uh, just kind of got the truck unloaded. And I started getting the smoker ready. So I got the smoker prepped. I got my brisket out. I already had the brisket in the fridge up there. And so I got it out, started slicing off some some of the fat. I seasoned it and then just got it in uh, the fridge, about 115. So laid my head on the pillow and 515, I got up and uh, started the smoker. So, it was, you know, I was obviously ready to go. Started the smoker and got the brisket on by about 545. And um, it's the first time I've taken a nap at 630 in the morning, probably since college. <laughs> that felt good oh and it, yeah i mean i i wasn't going to crawl back into bed so i just kind of was laying there on the couch looking at scores from friday night and uh my eyes got heavy so i slept for about an hour and then was up and um but the brisket is probably the i you know you kind of when i had that breakthrough with uh pulled pork that kind of said okay this is the way i'm going to do it if i have to do it and i kind of found the brisket the way I like it and it uh, turned out well and uh, tasted good too. So that's uh, uh, just for me. Again, it's it just Saturday felt good because we had hosted three Friday nights in a row and uh, all the ADs out there know that just Friday night hosting is just a different animal. And this week will feel a lot different because I know I don't have a home game on Friday night. So uh, Fridays feel a whole lot different when you don't have a home football game uh, because you do, you know, you just want to have things go well and you just got a lot of planning and a lot of people go into that planning and help you. Um, but Saturday felt good just from the standpoint that that was three weeks, that grind was over and uh, the home games were done uh, for right now. Anyway, got one more 
yeah. a couple of weeks, but Saturday felt awfully good. And it tasted good, too. Well, a good brisket makes any Saturday worthwhile, doesn't it? It did, yeah, it did. There you go. All right. Um, you know, I quick shot. I, I'm excited. We finally start school tomorrow uh, here in Cedar Rapids after our, our extension of three weeks um, with the storm damage. So I'm excited for our kids and our staff and our teachers, and there's a lot of hard work and unknown in front of us, but just excited to finally push the accelerator again. Uh, take our foot off the brake and let's move forward. So I'm excited about that. But my up is I just had, uh, got back here this afternoon. Um, my wife and I took off early yesterday morning and, and went down to see our daughter. Hadn't seen her for a month. She's been down to Mizzou um, and has had just that typical topsy-turvy first month of college. A um, couple stressful nights with with work and, and, and keeping up on the schoolwork. And she's picked up a job already, had some roommate issues and had to work through those things. And She's decided to pick up skateboarding and uh, she better get better at it fast because <laughs> went down to see her. She's got her, her, she broke her scaphoid bone in her, in her right thumb. So she's got the, the cast with the high thumb cast. Uh, she's got in two weeks of that now. And, and then she went out angry skating uh, after some things, even though she had the cast and, and she wiped out, at least she rolled through left side instead of falling that right hand again. But, big old scrapes on her hips and her shoulders that she's dealing with now. So she's just had, having some battles with that. Hey, let's go see her and see how things are going. And she's really doing well. She's managed all those battles. Um, and, and like I said, those typical things that come with, with the first month of, of college. Um, but it was great to see her uh, and hang out with her a little bit. And um, so enjoyed that. Great, uh, great Saturday, Sunday doing that as well. So any free breakfast? No free breakfast. We checked out Cafe Berlin this time around, so um, maybe I'll have to try to get in touch and, and try to plan ahead on that and maybe drop some, drop some dimes and where I'm going to be eating to see how that works out. But, you um, know, have we ever publicly thanked um, the guy who paid for your meal? No. We probably need to do that. So he was your head football coach. He was. He was at Roosevelt. We hired him uh, my second year there. He was there for two years. Uh, before I go back to the collegiate level. Um, and then now he just went to the Western or, uh, Louisiana Tech to Appalachian State, and now he's gone with that staff and that head coach to Missouri. And, Missouri. Uh, so he's special teams, special teams coach? He's special teams coordinator at Missouri, yeah. They, uh, they've got a big opener coming up next weekend. They got, a, yeah, a little cupcake to start the season. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, so here's – so we're driving home today. I said, man, we should have gone to see Raylan next weekend and not this weekend. Yeah. Uh, my wife said, well, why is that? I said, well, because they got their home opener next weekend. She goes, really? Who's coming in? I said, Alabama. And, of course, she jumps right to, you mean Saban's in town next week? We might uh, be in town. So, uh, yeah, they open with Alabama next weekend. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So thank you to Eric Link, who yes. uh, picked up the tab for the Stecker family, and that was uh, the mystery. Uh, and uh, I got a text from Eric after we talked about it on the, the podcast after that happened. And so, uh, he can coach. Thank you very much. Uh, truly appreciate it. Uh, and we, that was just a lot of fun for us to have that happen. So thank you very much and best of luck. Uh, again, saving in the boys next weekend. You guys will do great. That's right. Well, Kyle, hey, what's up with you? Just uh, getting used to the the grind you know we went from what five months of 
you know, not much, you know, I did some, you know, stuff around the house We built a house uh, three years ago and there's a whole bunch of stuff that I never got around to doing. So I figured if I, I got five months off, I better get everything done. But um, <laughs> that was a whole different thing than coming back to school. Um, you know, we've got a new building we've moved into and working the kinks out. Um, you know, I, I coach uh, middle school football, but I help the varsity out. So those keep me both busy and then I love to hunt and fish. So um, same thing, you know, it's kind of like what Todd talked about. I left, you know, Friday night. Um, oh, I stayed here, but I can't sleep after a game on Friday. I mean, I, we won, but there's always things in your mind kind of, you know, going through that. Um, but got up, I think we left town at 530 in the morning, went fishing all day yesterday up in Clear Lake, um, got back late and that's just going to be my, my thing until Christmas almost, you know, that hunting season's here and, um, football season is just awesome to be able to watch some football today. Um, that was, that was pretty neat to, uh, you know, obviously you wish all the fans were in the stands, but I'll take football whatever way I can get it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're kind of in the prime of life right now. This is your prime season. I, yeah, I think I felt like I, maybe I slept enough during the summer, um, to be able to get through the next three months on a couple hours of sleep every, every night. So, <laughs> well, you kind of let into my down because, uh, by the way, I just had the chiefs on chiefs one, uh, field going overtime. So go chefs. Um, but my down is it. it's not a big deal. Um, but I don't understand why you've got a 75,000 seat stadium. And you can't at least put, you know, I know that's California. They're playing in LA, but, and there's some stadiums that are Kansas yeah. city did let some in, but I just don't, I, I know every state's different. Every place is different too. Um, even in high school, it's different, but we are letting some fans in. And I just don't understand even in some places like that, why you can't let a quarter, a third, whatever, uh, just some, some fans in to play. So, uh, I don't know. I get it's freaking out at the high school level. I, I don't see why a professional organization can't figure that out a little bit. Yeah, I haven't figured out what they're because they, they can assign the seats and space them out and make sure, you know, and, and do that. I, I wonder if one of their concerns isn't the, the pre and post game gathering and like if they're all coming in at the same time kinds of thing and you've got them all in the gates and the turnstiles at the same time but i'd like to think they've got the resources that they could figure out how to assign times for entry and right like that to control that better i agree it'd be nice to have 15 20 000 fans at these things and um at least make it real for them uh, this, today was the first as i had the chiefs and the chargers on i actually felt like i heard in the Chargers just had piped in fan music or fans, you know, but I felt like they were hitting a boo button once in a while yeah. because on some of the calls that went against the Chargers, I swear I heard boos coming. Call it both pro- ways. Yeah. It's like they got a boo button they used. I, I spent all my time talking to kids about what they want to do. And I say there's a job for everything. Here you go. There's somebody who made money pushing a button, booing people. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. There you go. There's. I would never thought there was going to be a job for somebody to boo. You're still in sports. Hitting the boo yeah. button. Yeah. Laren, what's down with you? Well, I'm going to try not to get – I don't want to get too heavy on this, but just 
You know, um, coming off the back end of, of, uh, you know, sub our varsity football team, I think was the one most folks were aware of that, that came off a two week hiatus. So the part of my high a little bit for the week also, they actually ended at, my God, it was down in a minute, 10 PM Friday night, they ended their two week COVID and they, they were out practicing at 10 o'clock on Friday night uh, under the lights just to get going again. But um, I'm coming off of by Monday, Tuesday, I guess all four squads that I had quarantined um, are, are going to be back in play. And that was just, that was hard. It, it was hard to, um, to know how frustrated those coaches and kids were um, and those families were to have to take a two week break. And so it's just, uh, and I know there's all kinds of you out there who are going through that and stuff and, and would echo that. So that has to be my down for the past two weeks is just the, it, it's real, man. When it hits your school and you've got to manage those positive cases and, and, and it bounces from group to group and kid to kid, it becomes a very real process pretty quick. So um, we've been pretty clean here. Uh, so I'm hoping that things will stay that way for us and we'll keep moving forward. Yeah. Well, good luck. I know that was because we talked through that several times and I just know that was that was a hard process. And uh I, I, I'm, I'm just afraid when it's going to happen to me. I, we have, we've been lucky here so far yeah. uh, oh. with our teams and you just wonder when it's going to roll through. Yeah. Well, Kyle's going to give us some tips today on how, how to help manage that and stuff. Yep, and for sure. They're going to happen today. And, and it is, it was harder than I thought it was going to be. And so I'm looking forward to some things Kyle might have to share with us on, on helping our teams manage that because it was interesting to say the mm-hmm. least. Kyle, before we get to some questions, anything you want to – what's down with you? <laughs> I was hoping you could just get me on that one. I, <laughs> I try to always be uh, um, positive. Um, I, didn't, I didn't – when you sent me stuff, you didn't send me a rule book on what I can and can't talk about. So I'll open a little can of worms, and then hopefully we can uh, change it to something else. But um, I guess my biggest thing is all the politics right now of uh, bashing everybody and – um, if you wear a mask, you're this, and if you don't, this, and, and uh, at some point, I really wish that we could get back to having a dialogue. One of the best things about United States is that, you know, we have three guys here on the stream. All three of us have different beliefs, um, and we should accept that, um, you know, and have dialogues about why I feel the way I feel and, and Aaron feels the way he feels and Todd feels the way he is. Um, that's just, that's part of life that we all come from different backgrounds. And, um, so I hope, I hope at some point we can get back to that, that, um, we can enjoy the differences between all of us, um, and maybe not bash, um, as much as what we have been doing and, and has been for a few months now. Not a big fan of that. Yep. Yep. No, uh, we're on board with you on that. Thank you yep. for sharing that too. Yep. For sure. Well, like we said, we are we're excited to have Kyle with us. Um, Kyle's background as a mental health uh, professional, mental health counselor, um, I think is just something that we're we're concerned about. Um, you know, let's be let's be real, let's be honest. Um, thoughts and prayers to the Gilbert community and uh, yeah. Daddy. Um, uh, you know, they had a young man who uh, on the football team, and uh, yeah, I, I just. So I was really thinking about Gilbert this weekend and, and uh, Tim and um, because that's just another thing he's going to manage that program through and uh, be with the kids. So that's it's not easy. Um, 
but we know the reality is that uh, people are hurting and uh, there's ADs that are hurting. I mean, we, we've all, we all wake up at times. Uh, there's teachers who are just going through tough times right now. We've at, we're asking our coaches to do more than we've ever asked them to do. Um, it's the reality of the situation. And, you know, but we want to try and find some things and have some discussion tonight or on this podcast about what we can do to help our kids, our coaches, and ADs. What can we do? How can we approach this? Um, and so for the next few minutes, and uh, we're just going to talk with Kyle and have him offer some things to, to everybody listening um, on how we can do that. But I did want to mention, too, uh, Gilbert and the yeah. Gilbert Tigers and their community. Obviously, a very special place to Aaron, um, yep. graduate of there, and uh, just want to know that we're we're thinking of you, Tim, and uh, praying for you and your community as well. Yeah, wanna I, if you don't mind, I, uh, add on. Thanks for mentioning Gilbert and 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 what they're going through there. Boy, Benton community had a tough week over here this last week too. Yes, uh, different type of loss, but they had they lost a 13 year old student to an ATV accident and a 16 year old student in a car accident within three days of one another over here. So, um, just and just. Reiterating just the tough stuff that that school communities go through, and it happens uh, unfortunately um, more than we like it to. And so, uh, again, looking forward to what Kyle can share because we're if you're in this gig long enough, you have to go through that in your school community and and manage and help people deal with that um, while at the same time dealing with your own grief. So, thinking of both the, the Gilbert community, the Benton community, um, folks as well. Tough week. Yeah, for sure. So, Kyle, that kind of leads us into the first question, um, and that is how can how can our coaches help our student athletes uh, with their social emotional needs? What can we do? What can we get to our coaches? But how can they help the students right now? Um, in particular, you know, we're coming back from COVID, um, but just all the the things they're going through right now as well. Tough question. Um, you know, I'm glad that you guys brought up the ones that you did. Um, you, one of the things I know I, I talked to our staff about, um, I go over the Iowa U survey. Um, every school across Iowa does it. Um, and on there, there's some, some questions about um, anxiety, depression, um, suicidal ideation, um, a variety of alcohol use, all, a, different, a lot of different things. Um, I think it's really important for everybody to find out who does that and who has that data um, and just go look. And then um, I don't like the percentages, you know, percentages doesn't give you a, a real look at things, but you know, if you're coaching football right now um, and you have that data and it, it says, you know, 30, I think state average 34% have had, um, I think across the state, as far as 11th graders um, that have had like what, what I would consider a depressive episode. Um, and you look at your football team and if you've got a hundred kids out, that's 34 of them. Um, and you just look at, look at, and you look into their eyes and you say, wow, um, even before this COVID, that's before the COVID thing. I, I, I don't know what the data, we've, we've postponed the Iowa Youth Survey this year, um, and it'll be given next year. Um, but you just sit there and think, things were changing anyways. This, this whole social, uh, emotional learning stuff um, was really coming up before this whole COVID thing. And, this, and that just, you know, made it so much of a bigger deal. But um, it's hard to, to a lot of that stuff is hidden. Um, you know, obviously as a, as a coach, um, when you see a broken arm on the field, you know, it's a broken arm, you know, 
um, that's pretty easy. Um, it's really, really hard to see the anxiety and the depression. Um, and a lot of times, you know, with male athletes and, and, and sometimes female athletes, um, it, it looks differently. Um, it comes out in different ways that you not may no, normally not even think about with the depression and anxiety. So um, that would be my first thing would be, you know, look at that IOU survey data and just start thinking about, um, you know, I've talked to a lot of people around the state and a lot of people want to think it's not from their school. Um, you know, both Gilbert and Benton are incredible uh, districts. Um, it, it, it can happen anywhere, um, you know. Don't think that it can't happen there. So I know that you know at Green County we spent a lot of time talking about that. Um, I did a lot of work on our uh, um, how we address um, like suicidal ideation with the, you know if somebody brings it up. Um, we have a whole protocol now um, on how to address it and make sure that we don't just push it off on. Oh, no, they wouldn't do that or whatever. So uh, definitely look at that. Um, I think COVID is bringing a lot of this stuff to light. You know, I, I think everybody's kind of noticing that this is a big deal. Um, not only are kids struggling, but but a lot of families, um, a lot of economic stuff. Um, those worries can get put on the kids very, very easily. Um, I'm really worried with us going back to school. Um, we had a lot of kids working, making money. So um, how does that how does that happen as far as um, you know, them not making money, you know, cause they have to go back to school. So, um, I guess going back to, um, kind of the question, I think all, all coaches, um, and even ADs have to have to ask themselves, why are you guys doing what you're doing? Um, you know, what's the point of coaching? Um, what, what do you want to get out of it? You know, is it to win everything or is it to, you know, make young, you know, girls and women make men, you know, boys and the men, um, to, to role model those things. And, um, some of that stuff is addressing all the issues. I, I, um, I don't know how I haven't been in the field that long, but I'm a big holistic kind of person. Um, and I really like some of the stuff that I hear about, you know, how you condition a person, an athlete, um, the mind should be the same way. Um, as far as, um, a kid that's depressed, um, it's going to be hard, you know, I, I, it's awesome that they're practicing at, at 10 o'clock at night. Um, but a kid that might be depressed may just be wanting to sleep. Um, and, and they just, you know, they might have went to sleep at 7.30, you know, and, and, and just want to sleep all the time. Or they're not eating, and, and so they look sluggish on the field um, because they're not getting the proper nutrients. So, um, you know, that would be one thing that I would say would be coaches, you know, ask yourself what you're doing, what's your goal, um, and, you know, the stuff that you're doing, is that helping or hurting that goal? Um, I know we're all busy. Take that time with kids. Um, you know, I, I'm assuming it's my, my, the counselor and me. Um, but if you're, if you're getting on a kid's case, make sure you come back to them. Uh, make sure that, you know, and it's hard when you're, when you have a hundred kids out for football. Um, I'm a big supporter of PBIS. I think, you know, every team should have that, you know, um, I think of old school coaching. Um, and maybe it's just because I screwed up all the time. Um, I seem i never got five positives to every negative. Um, I think I got, 50 uh, um, negatives every home run I hit. But um, so, you know, that whole idea of, of only opening your mouth when it's negative, um, one, it's going to hurt you, you know, as far as you're going to be a much more negative person um, and be frustrated with things. But there's a lot of cool, yeah. great things going on. Um, you know, and, and I, I know this is statewide, but I look at some of our kids and I sit there and say, man, you know, I, I've got a son that's a senior, you know, in high school. And I look at him and I said, man, he's, he, He's doing so much better than I did when I was 17 and 18. I mean, that kid's doing great. 
you know, and he's having a roll with the punches with this and these things and injuries and stuff. And I just sit there and think across the board, all of his teammates, what a bunch of great kids. Um, you know, they're not hoodlums, you know, and I know everybody always thinks teenagers are, but um, it seems like kids are doing better these days than um, with as, as far as behavior wise um, than what we did when we were younger. Um, so I guess those would be the biggest things. Um, just looking through my notes, role model. Um, and, and I know that's probably been there before. Um, if you're worried, if you're sitting there saying, I doubt we get a play, um, that's, that's a learning, you know, everybody doesn't know, you know, we, um, Todd knows this, um, you know, me as a middle school coach, I think, I think we're going towards the Super Bowl. I, I wear Todd out, um, cause I, in, in our district, eighth grade football is the most important thing in the world right now. Uh, and so he, 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 uh, yeah, he, he, he avoids me. Uh, but, uh, with that said, you know, I, I want our, I want our kids to play. I, 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 I get frustrated when our first game was canceled too. I'm like, come on, let's, let's go. Let's play somebody else or whatever. Um, in today's world, you know, and our, our kids are getting grumpy right now. They're tired of hitting each other. They want to go hit somebody else. Um, and, and I think we're doing such a good job of just rolling with the punches. I don't, I don't think they understand how frustrated us, us as coaches are that we can't get out on the field. We've, we've prepped for this. We're ready. Let's go do it. And then we get canceled, you know? So role model that, you know, say, Hey, you know what? You can't control everything. Um, so be that, be that person. Um, what, you know, don't, don't give lip service. Um, I think we, you know, a lot of us have seen that. Um, I think your kids need to know more than ever that you care, um, that you're there for you. Not just saying, Hey, I'm, you know, I want you part of the team because you're going to help us win, but I, I care about you as a human being and where you're going to go with life. So a lot of those things. Um, and you know, one of the coolest things that any coach can do is, um, go, go do something different, you know, keep your personal growth. And, and I know I'm going to probably talk about this later, but keep your personal growth going. So if you don't know much about nutrition, like me, I'm, I'm a little bit overweight. Um, if you don't know about nutrition, study it, go do it, go do it. If you don't know about mental health and, and there's masters and my sister has got a degree in it, you know, as far as sports psychology, um, that the mind, what, what it, how it does for, for athletes. I don't, I don't think really people have really, I know that you guys have shared some books and, and looked at some books and stuff. That's a huge thing to get into that. Um, you know, I, I watched some of our, um, I, I our, <laughs> our kicker and maybe hopefully we don't go against anybody that's studying uh, eighth grade football as much as I am. <laughs> so hopefully maybe they won't watch this, this episode, but um, I got to take um, a read for my punter and I said, you know, hey, if, if, if you think you can get it, go for it. And after that, I said that, I, I'm like, I don't think he's ever going to punt. You know, because he, he, he knows he can always make it. He knows he always, you know, and I, I'm like, gosh, that's, that's what you want in your athlete. There's no, that, no doubt, you know. Uh, the Michael Jordan, every minute, you know, he, he, he's always going to make that shot. Always going to make that shot. Mm-hmm. And then they don't, and they say, you know what, right afterwards. And so those, those mental things that kids and and, and this whole COVID thing has really sidetracked some of our kids. And, and I joke about the Yankees, you know, I was cocky. I was like that too. Um, we want our kids to be able to have that, but um, COVID of, of, you know, can we control this? You, it, it's a, it's a fine line there. So know your kids, spend your time, spend your time with your athletes. Mm. Good stuff. Thanks. Pat. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, yeah, one of the things you talked about there was keeping your professional development going, but, as Todd mentioned, we're, we're really 
our, our coaches being asked to, to take on even more roles um, or maybe expand in, in some of these um, managing mental health, uh, emotions, emotional stability and resilience on our team. So what are, what's an advice you have um, for us as ADs of how we can be supporting our coaches in these expanded roles? That's a really tough one. Um, you know, might not like my answer. Um, it, it's spending that time with the coaches. Um, you know, having those, you guys are so, so busy. Coaches are so busy because we don't have any full-time coaches. They're all either teaching class or have full-time um, work. But those dialogues that you have with them, um, you know, Todd, Todd again was blessed last year to have me as a, as a coach. Um, and it was actually my first year um, coaching, even though I've always been in, you know, sports or whatever. Um, I had kids, little kids, and I just decided I, I couldn't dedicate myself enough to, to coaching until my kids got a little bit older. Um, but some of those, those discussions, I, I took all those classes in college. Uh, I've watched thousands of, of hours of football. I, I almost be embarrassed to be see how much actually I've watched over the years. And so I have all that knowledge, but those, those conversations, and, and I'm sure Todd remembers them, of me coming in after either I did something dumb uh, or something that I just couldn't, I, I didn't know if I did the right thing and had those sit down conversations with Todd helped me so much, you know, as far as growth. Um, I was shocked when I sat there and said, I, Todd, I, I don't think I should have done this. Like I, I, this is my belief on this, but I felt like I went around it the wrong way. And, you know, he just said, you need permission to not be perfect. You know, that, that blew my mind. You know, I think in this field, we always expect everybody to do things always the right way, but don't acknowledge that we're human beings and that we make mistakes. Coaches are not, you know, they're, they're just like athletes. Um, I, hope, I heard Coach Duncan say it on Friday night. You know, we've made mistakes. I made some mistakes. We're going to get better. Um, I think that's really, really cool because coaches aren't perfect um, and we make mistakes. And so it's good to have an AD that sits there and says, Okay, you know that's okay. You're not, you know, you're 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 going. It doesn't matter if you're first year, you're twenty years. You're going to make those mistakes. So having those conversations, um, you're going back to the um, going back to a little bit of depression. The worst thing you can do is be in isolation, and that's what a kid, uh, a kid or an adult wants to do is be in isolation. Um, as far as mental health counselors. Um, I've talked to others, you know, I had somebody really, really close to me. That was a therapist that I looked up to who killed himself. Um, it's really, really hard, but the worst thing you can do is be in isolation. So when you start having those thoughts, so having your support system in place that you, people that are checking in on you. So if you have a rough time or, you know, things are going bad, that, that person that says, Hey, how are you doing? And if that's a text message at, at 11.30 at night after a bad football game or that's, you know, Tuesday after school or whatever it is, um, making sure that you're checking on kids, you know, because a lot of us hide our, our emotions. A lot of us hide stuff until um, it's almost too late. So definitely keep on checking on even the ones that you think and say, you know, are you okay? You know, is there anything I can do? I appreciate you bringing that up because I think sometimes I fall into that as, as an AD when, when, a, uh, when a night doesn't go so well for one of our coaches. Um, I sometimes find myself wanting to just leave them alone. The last thing they want to do is hear from me right now. Um, you know, it's, it's tough enough. They don't need me coming in and, and feeling like I'm analyzing that performance. And, 
And I need to remind myself that, hey, one, don't go in there and analyze the performance, but two, they just need to hear. Uh, they're no different than our kids. Um, they, feel yeah. bad, they feel bad about the performance, but they still need to know we care about them. We love them anyway. Um, that they need to feel that unconditional support from us. That's a great reminder. Thank you. And sometimes, you know, sometimes they're going to be growling right back to you. Um, they, you guys, you got both of you guys have been around coaches long enough. Um, but once they look back and, you know, that, that's a good thing. So even if it's, I haven't seen a game, you know, there's been some blowouts this, this year. Um, even some blowouts, there should be some positives to take from anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of our, you know, Todd said that we're just getting in with the third one. I'm very thankful. Thankful not away Valley showed up and, and tried their best and what an exciting game too exciting for me. You know, I was, I was stressed when we came back from behind, but we're just coming off of two losses. We learned a lot in those two games. I saw that team, our team just doing so much better. There's so much thanks for their work and they're younger. Um, even those losses and, and we all want to win games. That's our, that's our nature, but um, there's things to learn. There's pauses and everything. For sure. Thank you. That's great stuff. So next question, Kyle, in your opinion, uh, what are some of the pitfalls that coaches fall into when we talk about mental health? Uh, good question. You know, a lot of, I think a lot of, and I, I think you guys kind of touched on this a little bit, but a lot of stuff we talk about coaching, we can also talk about our kids. We can talk about just us as human beings. Um, I guess my first thing would be what I already shared as far as you already know everything. Um, you know, that, that when you stop growing, um, you, you think, I, I don't know how many years, a hundred and some years for football right now, and they're still coming up with new, new and exciting stuff. Don't ever think that you know everything, uh, because you're not growing. So the biggest thing would be, yeah, keep on, keep growing, keep growing. Um, if it's not about formations and, and those kind of things, uh, maybe it's the, the mental thing of, of athletes. If it's not that, you know, more about nutrition and stretching. Um, I, I mentioned this at junior high. We do um, way different stretching than when I was in, you know, junior high. We're, you know, uh, stopping. What it was is I think somebody stopped and said, why are you doing this? Uh, you know, and this is the right way to do it. So, um, and maybe, you know, in 10 years, they'll be stretching differently than what they are now. So learn and get out there and, and, and research stuff and, and, and get into things and try different things. Um, you know, another thing would be that your record doesn't reflect um, who you are um, and, and how successful you are. Um, I think that's something that coaches do. Um, you know, don't, don't do that. You know, just because your team loses, um, if you're four and five, doesn't mean that you are um, a bad coach or whatever. You know, those, I, I, I would say that. That would be one of the things um, for as a pitfall. Um, you know, I, I think I've, I've had to adjust to that as far as everybody wants to know a record, but if you're looking at how you're doing things, um, if you're doing the best, um, that's, that, that should be what you look at. And then that goes into my third pitfall. Um, give it your all. Get, I mean, try your best. And at the end, if that's not good enough, then at least you can walk away and say, I, I, I tried. I, I did everything. Don't ever have regrets that you, maybe you should have dedicated more or maybe you should have done this. Um, you know, give a hundred percent of yourself to it. That's great. And I think that's, that's so true. I, I think for all of us, whether we're coaches or ADs or just people in general, we just, we got to keep growing. There's, there's gotta be, 
we have to keep finding ways to to be better and and uh, you know when we talk about emotional health i want to turn it just for a minute um and talk about coaches and then the emotional health of athletes do you think how do we get our our coaches to realize that they have a responsibility to really when you say 34% or you know a, a depressive episode and you start putting those numbers to your team um, because they're going to come back with well that's not my job I'm not a counselor I, I can't do that but you're a person and you're a human being who hopefully we are we've given permission to care about kids and at least to have a conversation with them. Um, but when we have coaches that are hesitant to do that, uh, how can we get them without just demanding it, that they'll check in on kids and, and really have some of those conversations? Great, great question. I, uh, a couple of different things I would say with that would be, um, one time, one thing people are sometimes um, hesitant with it because they don't know. Um, their coaches, they don't know. They're not mental health counselors. Um, and it makes them uncomfortable because they don't know. Um, if I'm seeing a, you know, like this last week, it was a three, three stack. I know how to co combat that. But when a kid sits there and says that they're not sleeping and that, you know, whether they're getting beat by a parent or whatever, I, I don't know how to handle that. You know, as a, as a, most coaches don't, it's okay. It's okay not to know how to handle things. Use your support systems that you have, whether it be AD, your school counselors, or whatever. If you, if you want to keep it confidential, you don't have to give names. You know, we all have it's team sports, so you can you can sit there and say, "Hey, I got a kid." Bounce ideas off of people. Um, use I, I don't know of anybody that knows everything about it. You know, everything. We all do that. That's that's that networking is what we need to do. Um, so that would be the first thing is it's okay not to know. Um, we went through this with you know with the teachers with the protocol. Um, the teachers felt the same way that, that coaches did. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm an English teacher. I'm not a counselor. Um, but we had to go through that, that that kid came to you because they have that relationship with you. Um, there's some things that, and I know every coach around can say that, that when a kid talks about them, coach is not always all that that kid, that coach is to them. Um, I had yesterday, you know, a person said, Hey, he looks up to you. You're the only male role model in his life. You know, you're like, Oh man, that's, that's, that's tough. That's frustrating. But I take that on. And that's part of being a coach that now, okay, I'm a male role model because the kid has, has nobody else and, you know, no other male that's permanent in his life. So when you start coaching, you take that on and it goes back to what your, what is your goal? What, why are you here? Are you, are you here just to coach just to get wins and losses? I don't think that that's us. I mean, and, and you know, again, are you getting, are you getting judged based off of that or, you know, at the end of the day, is it is it about all the other stuff about turning young um, guy, you know, young boys into men? Is mm -hmm. it you know about teaching them about life or in the same thing with females? Um, I think that's the biggest thing. And again, having those conversations, um, it doesn't go really well when you demand. And I see yeah, that's kind of why I think you said instead of just saying this is the way it is. Um, but sometimes you end up end up having to get down to that too. But mm -hmm. um, coaches should have their philosophy. What, what their philosophy is. Um, and it's, it should be much more than win more games than they lose. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's a, an important point for all of us to remember is um, we have a support system. We have people who can at least get us 
you know, if, if I've got an issue or I, I've got something we've got to help a kid with, I mean, I'm going to walk into your office and I'm going to say, hey, here's situation. So got to be not be afraid to ask and not be afraid to go seek help. Got to be proactive, going to use those people in your school who are, are trained to at least put you in touch with the right people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I've talked with my coaches and, and we've had it, I've had it share with me and share with others uh, in our building as well. But I, uh, you know, I think Kai, you make a great point there on um, they know how to respond to the X and O's and what's thrown at the X's and O's wise. They don't always feel comfortable knowing how to respond to the things you're talking about. A, a, um, a kid sharing really tough emotional stuff with them. And I've, and I've tried to tell them over and over again, all you gotta do is care. You don't have to have the answers. You just have to care first. If you care, then you'll go figure out what the next step is going to be. And, and it, it doesn't mean you have the answer. That means, you know, who, who do I have to connect them to so they can get the help they need? That's a care first and the rest will take care of itself. But you got to be willing to open your heart up a bit and do that first. Great point. I, I think there's, there's and, and I'm going to be sexist here because Todd didn't give me any rules whether I couldn't be sexist or not. But men are usually fixers. We, we fix things. Yeah. So if you come to us and you say, the car is out of, um, almost out of gas, that's our way of saying, oh, you want us to fill it up. That's not out of gas or whatever. I mean, we're, we're, we're fixers and stuff. So it, there's a lot of things in our kids' life, and, and this is really, really tough, and even for a counselor, that they come to me and there's like three, four things that are on their mind that are really bringing them down, and they have no control over all three or four of those things. That's really tough. We're not, we're not going to fix it. We're, we're not going to fix it. All we have to do is learn those coping skills on how to overcome adversity um, and, and teach them resiliency. Um, that, that's really tough. I, you know, being under 18 and, and not having much say in things, you know, I, I love my freedom. You know, I, I choose to live in Greene County. If I didn't want to, I could go anywhere else in the world. Um, you know, I choose to, you know, have my family. I, all these choices that I have. Um, if I was under 18, I wouldn't have those choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So kind of let's shift gears to the, to the ADs in the room here. Um, uh, not just Todd and I, but th those listen as well. Um, so what are some things you give us some advice or practices that we need to be using, um, putting in place, uh, taking advantage of to keep our own sanity as we try to support coaches and support families and support kids We've also got to support ourselves. So what, what's some advice you've got for us? I, you know, I, uh, I'll compare you guys to the superintendents. I, um, I look at, you know, and I'll, I'll mention our superintendent. I look at his salary and he's making about 70,000 more than me. And, and there's times, there's days that I'm like, God, I wish I had that 70,000. <laughs> but most days I'm glad I don't have that 70,000. <laughs> like it's all, I mean, you know, new buildings and this and COVID and all this stuff. And, and all I have to do is just show up in my little office and meet with kids. Um, I, I, I'm spoiled uh, to not have the responsibilities that ADs, um, that principals and that superintendents have. Um, you guys get angry people at you um, left and right. Um, so that's really, really tough. Um, I think the thing, the, a couple of different things I would say would be, um, just like us therapists, we gotta talk to each other. Um, you know, the school district, um, I have one uh, one person that I work with very closely. It kind of knows she kind of knows what I kind of go through with some of the stuff that I hear. 
but really I have to go outside my district to, for, for people that really understand what I go through um, because it's really, really tough. Um, you guys know those, you know, and, and as before we started this, this podcast, you guys talking, um, you kind of know where each other, you know, the, the frustrations with different things. Um, use, again, support system with other ADs, even if it's maybe Todd calling up Aaron and saying, hey, my gosh, and just venting. You know, venting is good uh, with somebody that you trust and that's not going to use it against you. Just getting that, that poison within yourself out and then just saying, okay, whew, now I'm bad. So, again, having that support system, um, you guys can all understand where each other is coming from. I know that you guys – read paper or, or watch the news and say, man, I know exactly how, how that person feels, whatever they're going, you know, when they're, when an AD comes up on anything. So you guys understand each other. You've all been in these jobs very well. And, and then, then there's some younger ones too, some newer ADs um, that you can also, you know, role model and support with too. Um, different, like the guys that I'm sure helped you guys along the way or that you wish that you would have had. So um, reaching out to each other uh, would be a huge thing. Um, you know, when I first came to the school, um, I, I, I would I'd watch the, the principals, you know, that, that when they made decisions. Um, I remember one, one decision a principal made involving two different students, and uh, the, the one family said that they're going to sue him because he wasn't doing enough, and the other family was going to sue him because he was doing too much. Um, you know, <laughs> was nobody happy. And I'm like, man, again, I'm going to go back to my office and, and just enjoy my day, um, kind of a thing. And I, I've talked to a lot of principals and, and ADs would be the same way. Um, the results, the, the thing that I hear the most from them is how you do what you feel is right and then let it go. Because every decision that you guys make from here on out, there's unhappy people. There's unha- I mean, you cannot, there's not a decision that you guys are going to make. You know, Todd, you know, Todd brings up the, the, the attendance, you know, the games. You know, if you, if you limit the, the attendance, people are mad because they can't get tickets. You know, we've, we had sellouts this year. You know, we have a limited amount. And if you say no fans, then people are getting mad. If you say, you know, every, everything's full, I mean, if, you know, you can sit anywhere and we'll take everybody, then people are mad because you didn't limit it. Everything that you do, um, there's going to be people that are going to be angry. So at the end of the day, you, you have to go back to your decision and say, you know, did I do the right thing? Not for me, not for you as a human being, but do I, did I do the right thing in my mind? Again, it might be a mistake. We don't know. We can't second guess ourselves, but that would be a huge thing too. That should help you sleep a little bit at night when you, when you feel like you did the right thing, even if other people, and I guarantee you, and you guys know this, you guys have been doing this long enough that, um, they're going to be on people, people unhappy with you. Um, well, you know, one of my goals, Kyle, of, of my 14th year being AD is I want to do my first thing right. I want to make my first right decision in 14 years being AD. So you've got some, you've given me some hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that resign or? Uh, <laughs> some, some might say yes. No, no it, it, it's just the way, I mean, that's, you know, and, and maybe part of that, um, the athlete, you know, in, in all of us of, of we can make the next shot keeps us going. Um, you know, I, I tell people this all the time. I look back at how I was at 23. Um, I'm a way better human being um, at, at 43, and I'm hoping um, at 63 I'm going to be a lot better than what I am now. Um, so we're growing. We're in this journey um, through life. And so um, – 
yeah, you're, uh, you know, again, I, I, I chuckle and, and as much as I would like to be paid more money, I will not be a principal and I will not be an AD and I will not be a superintendent and I will <laughs> smile a lot more. <laughs> Those are good. Thank you for sharing that because I know that's, and really Kyle, that's the reason we do this podcast is what you just mentioned because, um, you know, ADs are sharers, and I think we do know how each other feels. We've been through, those of us have been in it for a while, have been through some things, and the reason we do this podcast is to try and help somebody, you know, get through what they're going through, and yeah. uh, that's why we talk about, we want to kind of be pertinent to what is going on right now, and, uh, you know, and so that that's why we feel this is important, but you just hit exactly on the head. Our, our, our tagline is uh, podcast by ADs for ADs. And uh, so thanks for sharing that reinforcement. I think, of course. I think it's, I think it's great. I think that you guys, are, what you're doing is wonderful. Um, and it's just, again, you remember that with, um, with the kids, the same thing, they need the support, you know, as well. Um, I just think as some of the people that are under fire, um, I know we all think at certain different points of, you know, screw this. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I can go do something else. Um, we all feel it. Um, again, not to get too political, but you know, like it's, it'd be hard to go in and be a police officer. It'd be hard to be a, uh, a teacher right now. It's hard to be, um, I, I really enjoyed the things that you brought up last year as far as rules for parents, you know, with, with coach, I mean, coaches, it's hard to find coaches right now. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, they're like, well, why do it? Why do it? Um, that, that shows all these people that are just overwhelmed and, and should I really do this? And, and I'm sure there's ADs out there that sit there and say, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, why, why, you know, and, and, and those are going back to the basics, you know, go back to why are you doing it? You know, is it, is it still right for you? And, and if you look at the big picture and say, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're heading the right direction. There's, um, the journey in life can be really, really tough. Um, I think of kids, um, I'm probably the only counselor that would say this, but, um, they have to go through, um, some bad times, you know, us as humans, we have to, I mean, as much as we want to shield kids from everything, there's a, there's a fine line in there from too much stress to making them grow as human beings. Um, you can't wrap, wrap them up in bubble wrap, um, and then just, you know, wait till they're 40 to let them out. Um, and so we're all that way that we're on that fine line of, of saying, you know, screw it, I'm done to, you know, how do you grow from this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. So that kind of, that kind of leads us in, you kind of led us into, uh, our last two questions. We asked this of all of our guests on beyond the bench and, uh, you're going to be no different because I, I think we've learned a lot about people and a lot of, we've, we've gathered some great information from these two questions in particular as well. Um, but I do want to thank you for what you've shared on the previous four questions. Uh, th that was great stuff. And uh, I knew it would be, I knew it would be insightful and it would be honest and real. And uh, so thanks for what you shared with us through that stuff, Kyle, as well. But if you could go back and talk to a young Kyle Kinney, knowing what you know now at 43, what would you tell him? And what advice would you give a young Kyle right now? 
think, I think that's harder than all the other questions. Um, the comedian in me would say, don't answer the phone when your future wife calls. Um, <laughs> you know, and then maybe my life would have been, uh, I don't think she'll, I don't think she'll watch this. So I think I've been clear with that one. Um, you know, and actually that story I think would lead me into that one. That's a, a funny story. I married my high school sweetheart. Um, we've been together since 94. Um, so however many years that is, um, in the funny story, maybe not so funny. Um, but, um, I, I punched a guy's fist with my nose at school. Um, <laughs> and got my nose broken. Um, and she called that night to see how I was doing. And we started dating then, um, and we've been dating ever since. So I feel, I feel like I got punched twice that day. Um, <laughs> with her, but that, it leads me into my next thing. Uh, and I love to joke. I love to joke. Um, she's used to me after all these years, but I, I think that's my going to be my answer that everything bad. Um, I made a ton of mistakes, a ton. I mean, just, you know, and I, and I work with some of my friends, you know, um, at the high school, some of them come back to Green County and we work together. And, and so sometimes the stories get told and, and some of the kids around um, our building, I, you know, may have gotten in trouble with their parents or, or whatever. And I just think of all the mistakes and all the bad things that I did growing up. Um, I wouldn't change them all, any of them. It's, it's made me who I am. Um, I feel like, you know, my run-ins with the law made me who I am. The the mistreating. Um, I think my my high school um, senior quote was treat others as they treat you, not the golden rule. Complete opposite. You know, if if you would have told me to fly a kite, I'd tell you to fly a kite right back because uh, that's who I was at 18 years old. Um, and then through the time, I, I've changed. So I don't I don't you know made lottery numbers. You know, if I could tell the future or whatever, and, and maybe have money. Um, but I just, I feel like, um, all those bad things, all those poor, I mean, I'm thankful that I'm still alive with, um, some of the choices that I made, um, some of the bad things that have happened. I, I know I was talking to my sister, Christy, um, right before I did this and, and we were sharing, um, you know, our, our view of, of drinking and driving. I never, ever, ever had a beer and got in the car because her best friend was killed when I was younger, um, by a drunk driver and she was on a bicycle and got hit. And, and she still has that, that picture on her, on her dresser. And, you know, she sees Brandy every night, uh, when she goes to bed, um, those, those things. And it hurt, you know, to see eight, you know, I was an eighth grader. There was eight or nine girls, senior girls crying in my living room on a Saturday morning when I came in. Those things, as crappy as it is, and I wish what a wonderful human being Brandy was. Um, those things made me who I am today, you know, so the, the tough times make us who we are. And, and, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back and switch. I think there might be one or two mistakes that I made um, that maybe I would, but um, it's a journey, you know, it's a journey through things. And sometimes we have to learn, you know, I look at my own kids, sometimes they have to learn the hard way um, sometimes. And, and I know you don't want to do that, but that's, that's, that's who I am. That's, that's where I've come from. And that's why you're, you're so good at what you do. Because I think you went through a lot of those things. Uh, that's just a personal insight from me, but I think that's why you're so honest and open and real with people. Well, you know, and, and you know, I guess I'll throw this out there since we just brought that up, that um, a lot of times with mental health, people are like, well, they're parents. We can't, we can't put things on parents. 
um, I, I, my parents were great parents. Um, my, my dad was strict, um, you know, uh, he, he didn't hold any, um, a six foot six strict German, you know? So, uh, he was, I didn't fear the, the principal. I feared my dad. Um, but they were great. They, mom, mom and dad were really great with me. Um, and I made more mistakes. Uh, my brother probably competed with me with dumb ideas. <laughs> um, when we get together on fishing days, we, we share and we laugh and we say, gosh, I can't believe we did this, but, um, not everybody is born with that. And, and I've seen some kids come from great parents, parents that are way, way, way better than me. And they've struggled with things. You know, mental health is not just based off of um, a mom not loving their child enough. Um, it, it can strike a family that's incredible, incredible. And, and that's mental health. So um, the judgment stuff is something that I would definitely suggest never, you know, leaving into. Um, it can strike anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, I listen to you talk about all that. And, and uh, the one thing I thought I, I think in there is I, I heard you tell yourself, you know, I'd go back and tell my 23 year old Kyle, be a risk taker and then be willing to, to learn from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes our people get, uh, we, we, we tend to get, be afraid of taking risks because we're afraid of what the outcome is going to be. And, and really the outcome is you tried something and maybe it went well, maybe it didn't, but you learned from it and you're better because of it either way. So that's good stuff. It, Thank you. Yeah. If it didn't kill, I mean, there's some stuff that, you know, obviously now as a, as an adult, because, you know, that's part of the whole, you know, another thing is for coaches and ADs to go back and just look at human growth on, on teenagers believe that it won't happen to them. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the, the driving um, stuff that I did, uh, now I go back and look, and I'm, you know, I'm in Green County. I might go into some place and say, I did what? Or, you know, I don't know how my parents let me go when I was in high school, drive down to Kansas City and watch a ball game. You know, and I'm like, I would never, you know, 16 years old going down, driving um, to Kansas City to watch a game with my 15-year-old friend. Like, what? You know, are you, yeah. it's just one of those things that, um, that probably made me a better driver today. Um, so, um, it's a, it's a scary thing. Like, again, like just the same thing with depression, it's a fine line between, you know, what's, what's, what might kill you, you know, of, of, um, uh, what's pushing it too much and, and, you know, car accidents and, um, leading cause of death and, in, in, in kids. So, um, you gotta learn how to drive though. You can't not drive. So, yeah. So Kyle, our last question here, one of the common themes you've had, especially when we've been talking about coaches and advice for coaches um, in tough times is the, is the going back and leaning on your why. Um, and, and that's been great advice for us to, to keep reminding us when it, when it gets tough, you're dealing with tough situations with, with the people you work with um, to remind yourself of the why. So what's yours? Uh, what gets you going in the morning and what, what gets your, what's going through your mind when your feet hit the floor um, and drop that day? Great, you know, great question. Uh, you know, I think of, you know, I'm in my trophy room. And I got, a, I don't know, my wife, I, I think I have 32 animals um, mounted <laughs> in here. And she says, that's the limit. Uh, and I won't show you all of them, but um, I went fishing yesterday and caught two more that are trophy fish. They're Master Angler Awards, and they're in my freezer right now. Uh, but I haven't told her about it yet. But uh, <laughs> I'll have to find the time to. Uh, say, Todd, make, make sure you forward this to her, Todd. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm taking the more approach of what's really the, the big difference between 32 and 34. There's, there's really not, not much, but I, you know, going with that, um, you know, I, I've spent 
a hundred evenings at least in a tree and I've shot one deer during that time. Um, it's not about the actually hunting. It's about looking at just, just pushing pause and just looking at the earth. You know, you're, there's nothing out there. There's no, um, angry parents. There's no kids that are hurting. Um, there's no difficult bosses to deal with and just stop. And, and, and that, that, that helps me as, as far as looking back and, and unwinding, um, I work hard, but I play hard. You know, I, I enjoy it. I'm not, um, people understand with cell phone, you can't get a hold of me all the time. Um, I'll, I'll disappear and um, I'll go recharge my batteries. I have no, ch- you know, it's not hard for me to push pause on the professional life and then go recharge my batteries. Um, I love, I, I love hunting, you know, and then you guys both have kids. Um, the kids, you know, you know, I, I could have a really rough time or whatever with practice or whatever. And then there's my little Kylie, um, soon as, you know, just telling me about her day and I'm like, man, that's, that's great. So there's always those hobbies, those, those support system that you have. That's a great thing. Um, I, 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 my plan, my, my, what I try to do every, every day, every week, every year is be a better human being. Um, I'm still making a whole bunch of mistakes at 43, but I'm, I'm trying to, my personal growth. And so that's my plan and, um, make sure everybody recharges their batteries. Um, that, that five months off that we just came off of it and Aaron, you had me even more, but, um, you know, that, that time off, you need to get up to the, the house up there in Okaboji. You need to go down and see your daughter down there in Missouri. Um, you need to make sure you take those things. We can all work our jobs 24 um, seven. I know for a fact that there's a lot more kids in Greene County that are hurting that I don't ever get a chance to talk to. Um, even if I did 24 seven, there'd still be more kids. So uh, make sure you recharge your batteries, um, keep on learning, keep on getting better, um, no matter how young or old you are. So that's, I guess that's what keeps me going. Well, it's good. Good stuff. Good advice. And, uh, and just listening to you tonight, I can see why and know why Todd's impressed with the work you're doing and the influence you're having on young people uh, and the staff in, in helping them through tough times and tough situations and getting better through them. So thanks for the work you do, Kyle. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, Kyle, we're going to, we'll let you, uh, we'll let you sign off and uh, say good night. And uh, again, just appreciate everything that you shared. Um, that was great. And I just appreciate your time taking away from your family. And uh, now you can go spend some more time with them before we start the week again. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you for having me. And uh, thanks for doing this, guys, for everybody else. And I'm, I'm hopeful this will help them. So yeah. have a good night yet. It will. Thank you. Thanks, Kyle. Well, that was great. And um, I think some great advice. And like I said, I, I just knew he would be real. And uh, he's not giving us a bunch of stuff from a book. Um, no. He's uh, he's a real guy. And he, he, he is very impactful in Greene County because he loves Greene County. I think it's just another case where a, a graduate comes back and uh, he wasn't perfect and he's not perfect. But, boy, he cares about kids and he cares about people. And uh, – I think he shared some good things with us tonight. No, that was good stuff. Thanks for having him on, Todd. Uh, I would agree with that. Authentic was a word I kept thinking of as I listened to him talk. Yes. Yes.
Um, and I think that's what you have to be when you're working with people in, in tough times and trying to help them get through and learn through tough times is you have to be authentic. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, like you said, that means you don't know the answer, but I'm going to be here for you anyway. Mm -hmm. I really liked what you said is, is uh, you have to care first. And I think that's important. And that's, yeah. that's easy to share with our coaches. I appreciate you sharing that as well. That, that struck me. Well, it's been something that I know has been talked about a lot, and and, and I'm not going to say it's easy. Uh, this last two, three weeks, it hasn't been super easy for me to be my first response. Um, if I'm going to be honest with you, frustration and disappointment sometimes is, is my first reactions, and then I have to take a deep breath and, and then come back to it. But this has been something that's really been talked about quite a bit as we've had our delay to get started is um, everybody's going to have this be anxious to jump back in and go full throttle education. Uh, or our teams, if they come off a of COVID pause, it's going to be full speed ahead and we've got to just punch the gas and go, go, go with the X's and O's of whatever our role is in education. And I think we've got to step back and remember that before any of that stuff is going to be any good for anybody, um, we better make sure there's an emotional and social connection and support system in place first um, because we're all fragile right now and if you if you just drive the accelerator to the ground without that social emotional connection and and, and strength um you're, you're going to break down sooner than later uh and going that way and have bigger issues so take time make sure you got that social emotional connection first um before you punch it um in the classroom and, and on the field and on the court yeah for sure and i think um I think that's one thing we really try to do here as well um, is just our kids haven't been around each other for five months and yours have been extended yeah. to that as well. And boy, let's just, let's not go zero to 60 in 6.5 seconds. Let's, yeah. let's get ourselves on the back on the freeway, nice controlled pace. Well, and let's be honest, it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is we get reconnected and yeah. we, Re, re, uh, re-energize as Kyle was talking about around our why and about what our purpose is about what we're trying to accomplish first and then accomplish it. Um, yeah. so, yeah. Well, for sure. Good luck uh, to you guys over in Cedar Rapids as you get the kids back and, and get going and with everything you've got going on with your buildings, the scheduling you've got to do to get them practice spaces. And, uh, but I'm glad your football team and all your other teams are getting back and, um, Again, that's that's what the kids and the coaches need, and I can imagine they're excited. And man, enjoy Monday because yeah, you know, well, that's all we got right now. We'll give it a shot. Same to you over there, uh, as well at Green County, and keep things going. And, and as we talked about earlier, um, man, reach out to reach out to your friends, reach out to those people who influence you, and you influence. And, and our hearts out to those folks in Gilbert and, and Benton community. Um, in particular, but man, reach out because you just never know when those types of things are going to happen. And um, so make sure people know you love them tomorrow when you get yep. ready to spend your day doing that. For sure. Thanks, Aaron. Well said. All right. Thanks. You bet. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, you have just finished episode 34 of season two of Beyond the Bench. And we thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. If you have anything you'd like us to talk about or discuss, feel free to drop us a line to either any of our emails or at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. So thank you for listening. Have a great week. Uh, continue going day by day, moment by moment. But as Aaron said, tell somebody tomorrow that you love and you care about them. Um, and that help you too. So be blessed.
and have a great week.